Get the kick right out of your radio. This is Radio Contact. Of the Detail Podcast. I'm <coughs> Rob Paxton. We're here talking all things at Salford Red Devils. Joining me show this week, as ever, we have Paul Whiteside. Right, Paul? Hey, Rob, you okay? Yeah, good. Had another good week. Paul went to the Supporters Trust uh, meeting on uh, Tuesday night. Uh, fantastic evening. Uh, I was on a team with Joey Lusick and uh, Jackson Hastings. It was a great crack. That's right, he had a better Tuesday night than what I had then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it took me about five hours to get back from Ulverston in the Lake District. My train got delayed, I got to Manchester, there was no buses. Oh, I just about managed to go home for midnight, a cup of tea, and went straight to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Super I, I think it was a, yeah. a bit of a journey for you. It was, you know, considering I was only coming back sort of, I don't know how far it is to Ulverston, it's about. 80 miles or something, maybe 90 miles, but well, it was like the never-ending never journey, mate. But no, I made it back in one piece. But no, I saw that you had a good time at the uh, Supporters Trust night. I was I was gutted I couldn't make it, really, mate, but I, I believe you did a good job from what I've been hearing anyway, you know, with, with your compare act. And uh, no, you did really well. People enjoyed it, didn't they? Some good questions for uh, for Jackson and, and, and Joey. And uh, no, it all went down really well. Hopefully, there'll be some more events coming up soon as well. Yeah, it was fantastic. Lots of information regarding... Uh, you know, the buses and, and what the plans are uh, for the supporters trust and what they're planning to do uh, for next season onwards. Um, there was like a, a quiz as well, which, which was really good. Um, I think between the three of us, Joey Lusick was, uh, you know, carried our team, Paul. He, he loved Monopoly. He knows all about Monopoly. He knows about maths. He carried me in Jackson, it has to be said. Uh, but yeah, you know, fantastic evening. Another, I had another moment as well, Paul, you know, feeling old. Oh, yeah. I had another one moment where it was like a tie break. In, in the quiz, we 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 were in the tie break. We finished sort of second bottom. Uh, we were in any danger of, of winning this winning this quiz. To be fair, uh, but it was a, a a tie break between two teams, and uh, decided the question would be, what year was Jackson Hastings born? Well, everyone got on the Google, uh, and the answer was 1996. Wow. I looked at him and I thought, 1996. I was I was 14 in 1996. And I aged about ten years in about two, about three seconds. And How could it was all googling the answer? Though I thought that that's cheating. He can't well, do I, that. Yeah, well, I think nobody knew that was the thing. I, I, you know, because when we spoke about this before, about me feeling old and you know, round players, and you know, I always thought Jackson Nation was about kind of my age, but he's not. Is he? He's only whatever twenty odd. He was a bit. Well, I knew. It. I think I knew he was twenty three. Yeah. So, so I'd have just done the maths, but. Um... I'm sure. I'm sure. I heard he was 23 or 22, yeah. so I would have guessed around the mid 90s. But no, he's when he say 1996. It didn't seem that long ago, does it? Really? No, I mean, no. I can remember what I was doing that season, watching Salford, and I can remember half the scores from that year 96 as well. Didn't seem that long ago. Yeah, you're 96 with a football as well. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah it was just, I was like, wow. I thought it was a good that. summer that one in 1996. It was. It was, good. it was. It was a great, a great summer, a great evening as well um, in uh, in Wharton. Uh, you know, fantastic. Lots of soul fans turned up. Um, you know, 
it's great. Like I say, I think it's really important that you know the supporters just keep doing things like that to bring people together. Because uh, obviously, being a community club, we need kind of events like that, don't we, to uh, to keep us moving forward. Yeah, that's right, definitely. It's great that um, you know the players turned up for that because you know Jack Jackson Hastings is a high-profile sort of player, and one thing you can you can always say about Hastings, he you know he's he's a very down-to-earth character. He, he loves to to interact with the supporters, doesn't he? And you know, when you got to think about other clubs, would would some of their star players have gone to to something like that? I'm not so sure they would have done. And Hastings never says no, does he? And, and Joey Lussick as well. He, Two really good guys, aren't they? And I'd love to see them both at Salford again next season. And, you know, we all talk about Hastings, don't we? Everybody knows about him. But Joey Lussick goes under the radar sometimes, doesn't he? And he's become a really, really valuable part of our side this season. You know, chipping in with his tries, his all-action sort of displays. And, you know, he'll be a sought-after player now. There'll be teams in Super League keeping their eye on him because he's, he's only a youngster as well. And, you know, he's got a bright future ahead of him and hopefully that's going to be at Salford. Yeah, and they're both sort of ball winners as well. They talked about you know, wanting to make, you know, the team better and, and players better. And, you know, it, it kind of, like, gave me a bit of a warm feeling inside because, obviously, you know, we want to hear things like that, don't we, uh, from our players. Because if you've got players who are kind of, you know, 8 out of 10, 7 out of 10 every week, but you get them to the next level, that's how a team gets to the next level and that's how we start competing then in semi-finals, finals and winning trophies. It's that next step we need to take. Yeah, that's right. And you, you're just looking at those two players, those two players, Jackson and Joey, they they'd probably slot into any side in Super League, wouldn't they, quite comfortable. Um, even the top sides would, would would be getting those sides, wouldn't they, with their their abilities, I would say. And they're only young players as well. They've got a lot of potential and probably got a lot of improvement in them as well. You know, Jackson Aces, how far can he, he go in the sport? I mean, the, the world's his oyster, really. So, uh, so yeah, well, the, the, the work that they've done at Salford since they've arrived on and off the pitches uh, has been really good. Yeah, really nice balls. So, kept me involved in the banter as well between them. It was, uh, yeah, cracking night. So, Paul, loads going on in this week's show. We're going to look back at the Hull Kingston Rovers uh, defeat at Magic Weekend. You spoke to Joey Lusick um, after the game there. We've got Ian Watson in coach's corner. Uh, we've got your amateur report. Um, and that's it, because we don't play this week, Paul, unfortunately, because we've got the Cup. Yeah, well, that's another story, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh, disappointing, but, you know, at least it's a week off. that allows the players to recharge their backs a bit. Uh, and obviously focus on the few games to come because I think it's important like like we've said that you know we, we, with the games coming up that you know the boys are fully focused and fully prepared physically and mentally for the challenges ahead definitely we've got some difficult games coming up as well if you look at the next three fixtures we've got Hull away next Friday um, then we've got Wakefield and Castleford at home I think it's in that order Wakefield and Castleford those are two difficult sides I mean look at Hull I mean they won last night in the Challenge Cup by 50 points, 51 points to 8, I think they beat Catalan. They lost by 50-odd points to 2 at the Magic Weekend, so you don't know what, what whole team's going to turn up. Because talk about inconsistent them. They're a really strange team. So, yeah, we're going to have to be switched on there next week. So we have, we've got a tough run of fixtures coming up now. I think we've got Wigan away as well um, in the next sort of four or five games. So, you know, we need to be switched on. So we don't want to be out of the cup, do we? No one wants to be out of the Challenge Cup. But if you do put a positive spin on the coin, that is the positive that we are getting a bit of extra rest this week to prepare. Yeah. I think the thing about Hull is Hull are like us, but at a different level because they've got a lot of sort of um, sort of eight out of ten players. But if you stay at eight out of ten for a while and don't kind of sort of bring in nine out of ten players to improve them eight out of ten players that you've got in the squad, you start to you know flatline, don't you? And I think that's where Hull is at the moment because they've got the quality to to, to you know to cause problems with teams, 
but it's that consistency, consistency in it, and that and that's where I think they're struggling at the moment. He could end up slipping, sliding down if they don't invest in you know a, a nine out of ten kind of player, in my opinion. Yeah, I think I think they've got some good players. I think sometimes is it an attitude thing, Rob, with, with Hope because when they switched on, then they can play really well. You know, Jake Connor and Matt Snead, they're quality players, aren't they? And they've got some quality throughout the back line and the forwards as well, and a lot of experienced players. And is it an attitude thing sometimes? I'm not too sure because the way they got absolutely battered at, at, at Anfield against Huddersfield, we know, don't take anything away from Huddersfield. Huddersfield have come sort of under the radar, and I think they're going to be challenging for that top five now. From what I've seen, they look a decent side. But Hull, I don't, I don't know. They can be brilliant one week. I mean, the week before, they won away from from home at Warrington, which is a great win for them. So, and then they lose for fifty points at Anfield, and then beat Catalan Dragons the week after, who are also in the top. So they beat two of the top three, but lost to to Huddersfield. So by a cricket score. So they are a strange side. They are a real strange side. And um, no, it's. Uh, I, I just hope we we pick the. Uh, the poor side of them when we, we play them in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I thought so, Paul. It would be a fantastic result to go to Hull and, and, and put the one over on them because obviously we need to beat teams like that, don't we, to make an impression. Yeah, can you hear the fireworks going off outside my house? Yeah, what are you celebrating, Paul? Oh, I don't know what I'd say. It's, like, it's a weird street I live on. I'm, I'm sorry about that, mate, but I've got all my windows shut, but I've just... Just sat in my front room, bloody fireworks are going on. So, so apologise to the listeners, mate. I don't know what the hell's going on. We're celebrating a pop up podcast on, on a Friday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what they're doing. Our listeners have set the fireworks off, and let's uh, let's kick on with it now. Uh, <laughs> we'll start off uh, with the game against Hawkins and Rovers at Magic. So, Salford Devils defeated against Hawkins and Rovers, 22 points to 20 at Magic weekend in Liverpool, Paul. Um, defeat. Tough game for Salford, another one of them games that just drifts away, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, it, it was a poor display, Rob, I thought. I thought we were flat, I thought we'd come out slow. Um, our attitude wasn't right, I didn't think, for that game. Considering we played really well at St. Helens the week before and and come close to beating a really good St. Helens side, we, we should have done better than that against Hawkins and Rovers. No disrespect to Hull Car, but I thought they were a poor side. I didn't think they played particularly well on the day. They scored one try. Which was a decent try, but Kane Lynette scored. The other two tries they scored were absolute joke tries from our point of view. The the, the kick through from the winger Ryan Shaw, Hastings and um, Ken Seal went for the ball, made an absolute porridge of it. Allfurt's at the other end. All he's got to do there is tap that ball or put the ball dead. He fumbles it in the end goal, and it was just really poor. We gifted him twelve points there, and that's that's the difference between to, between the game. So. Yeah, and then we did a lot of hard work to get back into the game. We played some good stuff in the second half. We scored some good tries. Well, you know, two two CO tries were uh, real quality tries. But you've left yourself too much to do, I'm afraid. And I think if you start a game slow, you're chasing. You're always chasing it. Then and it was a disappointing display because, as I said, I don't want to be disrespectful to Old Car, but I don't think they're I don't think they're a great side. I, th- I thought they were pretty poor. I think it was two poor sides, really, for me. A lot of mistakes in the game, considering it was a bone-dry sort of afternoon, really, and then after the bit of rain. But I don't know. I was very, very disappointed. And I was speaking to Watto after the game. He, he was really angry with that result. Yeah, I think I'll just quickly go run through the side. Paul Ebbles, a full-back. Ken Seo, uh, Chris Wellen, Christian Inu, Daryl Olfert, Rob Lewis, Jackson Hastings, Lee Mossop, uh, Lucic, Dudson... Josh Jones, George Griffin and Greg Burke on the bench, Jake Bibby, Tyrone McCarthy, Paulie Paula and uh, Walker on the bench. Um, obviously, Watson uh, didn't play Bibby, decided to keep him on the bench. Do you think that was a kind of a, a good tactical decision by Watto, keeping one off? Um, 
it's strange, isn't it, when you, you play against a big side like Hulk they've got quite a decent pack of forwards, haven't they? A big pack of forwards. And I thought well, that was strange having having Jake Bibby on the bench and then not using him. I probably would have gone with a bigger bench, really, and, and put Daniel Murray on there. Or That's how I probably would have done it, but I'm not the coach and you know I'm not going to have a, have a pop at Wattle, really, because he, he knows his stuff, doesn't he? But it did seem a strange one. And Hulk I don't think they used Chris Atkin. They had Chris Atkin on their bench, and they didn't use him. So it is strange, you know, to to not use all your subs. But no, that's the way that's the way it turned out in the end. And um, I don't, I'm not going to blame that as an excuse to why we lost the game. I think there was other factors in, in losing the game. The main one for me was the mistakes I highlighted to you before the two tries that scored. You can't get away with doing that, and we've done it a few times this season, you know, where players have made elementary mistakes and they've led to tries, and it's, it's come to to bite us on the backside, really, hasn't it? And that's probably what's cost us that game. I think, obviously, looking back at the game, though, Paul, we did we did bomb two chances early on, didn't we? And it, yeah, those as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah and if, if we go over in them, you know, the early stages there, that becomes a different ball game altogether. And, that, and that's the difference, you see. I think in pressure moments where, you know, we have the opportunity, we're just lacking that 5%, and, and that's why we weren't 12 nil up in the first Sort of 10-15 minutes we were 14 nil down yeah yeah well well, I thought I remember writing on my notes it was quite an error free sort of 5 or 10 minutes that kicked the game off both sides sort of started off well traded sets and it was it, we had a couple of chances there out, out wide didn't we I think the CEO and Alpert's had a excuse me had a chance as well and no, you've got to take those chances when you when you get them sometimes they're just flash chances aren't they but you've got to you've got to take them your wingers have got to finish them and that gets you off on the front foot then and we didn't we sort of let OKR creep back into the game they got that try and they got a penalty goal and then obviously that mistake try the 14 points to nil up there and uh, you know you're behind the eight ball and, and chasing the game you've got to start taking chances yourself I didn't think our discipline helped us I thought we could soft penalties away and in the end it was a fundamental penalty goal that, that cost us the game wasn't it with, with uh, conceding that one late on in the match where uh, Ryan Shaw kicked the goal so it, well, it was an, an all-round, for me, disappointing performance on the big stage. We had a real opportunity there with some good following there to Anfield and you're on a big stage in front of the Sky cameras. And I, I didn't think we did ourselves justice considering we played so well the week before. You know, to showcase our skills on on that stage at Anfield, we didn't for me. We we let everybody down, I thought, and it wasn't wasn't a, wasn't a good day. What You say that, Paul, but 14-0 down and then... 26 down to come back to 2020 that shows heart it shows commitment to the cause it shows that the players didn't panic you know they, they continued to to put Wattles uh, plan in place and for me the, the only sort of problem was when we got to 2020 we started to gas a bit we looked a bit like we couldn't go to that next level to, to get in front yeah Hulkie I got a penalty and they kicked the goal but after that we didn't quite look like you know, we were going to score a score a winner. If that makes sense, we were we were looking a bit panicky in the last couple of minutes. But that's the way it is. Unfortunately, you have to learn from this experience, don't you? You do, you do. You've got to be consistent, though, Rob. I mean, I keep harping on about the St. Helens game, but we seem to be we play with a different intensity in that game. I know we went sixteen nil down in that game and fought back, and that's something we need to cut out of our game. You know, conceding points early on and chasing matches, but. The intensity didn't seem there for me for long periods of that, that game against Ocar and completion rate was very poor. Um, if, you, if you listen to what what was um, words about that, I think it was about forty seven percent in the first half. And when you're turning ball over like that, 
you, you're never going to win a game, eh? So, yeah, it was great that we, we fought back and scored a, a couple of tries there and outscored them four tries to three, as we've done a couple of times this season. I think we outscored, um, I think it was Castleford away, and was it the whole game at home where we outscored the team but got a beat? So, yeah, that's all well and good, but it doesn't get you the points, does it? And that's what it's all about for me. And I, as I said, I've said it, I think I've said it a couple of times now, I didn't think Hulk okay, were that good. I thought they, they didn't need to be. For me, they were very workmanlike and they got they scored three tries and two of them were absolute gifts that they should never have got anywhere near. And you cut those you cut those twelve points out, you win the game comfortably, don't you? So yeah, we did well to, to come back, but I thought it was a real poor real poor display really. I I'm not finding excuses from this week. I thought we was poor. I thought our attitude was poor and we need to be better because if we go and turn up a hull like that you know, a week today or next Friday we're going to get spanked there, or we really need to, to you know, start well. We can't afford to let teams get, you know, get on top of us early on. Yeah, you say that, Paul, but other Salford sides that we've seen in the past, fourteen nil down and twenty six down collapse, and we're in a in a fifty or sixty hole, aren't we? For this one to to, to dig in and, and claw the way back, yeah, you know, we, we should have been better, uh, but it shows how it shows it shows that the players will dig in um, and 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 give it a go. Um, which I think has to be kind of praised I think mm, I think I, I, I can't agree with you on that one really Robert I, I, as I said before I don't think Oki are that good I think if Oki had got 50 points against that, I'd have been absolutely gutted I'd be throwing myself in the mercy because I, I just thought they were poor I just didn't think they had any sort of attacking threat they got Danny Maguire at half back I mean no disrespect to him he's older than me and he, he's really slow um, I don't know they didn't seem to have a look like scoring really apart from the the, the the two gifts that we gave him so no I don't know yeah I think you can hang on to that can't you say we, we came back well but you know looking looking at the game what did you predict for the game what was our predictions I think we both thought Salford were going to win the game mm. not comfortably but we, we thought we'd win it by a score or two didn't we and I was confident after the St. Helens game I was really confident going there thinking we put a real good shift in there we was unlucky not to win that game I thought we were the better side for large periods against St. Helens if we can take that to, to the magic weekend and, and really showcase ourselves we'll get the points and I don't think we did I don't think we did ourselves justice really and I, th- I thought certain players let us down I think a couple of the players I'm not going to name names I thought did well and worked hard, but I think a lot of players were off the game for, for one reason or another. I mean, I don't know. And we've just got to put that game to bed now. But it was a disappointing day, mate. Yeah. Is it, is it pressure? Is it like players feeling the pressure, obviously, with you know what's going on around them and, and, and you know people talking and you know people being linked with people? Is it, is it, do you think that could be affecting players? But obviously, Ian Watson, as the coach, his job is to, is to keep all that outside the bubble in it, outside the players' bubble anyway, and not let it involve involve you know, involve their uh, play. He shouldn't do, Robbie. I don't know it. I mean, I've never been in that situation, so I I I'm not a player so I don't know how, how their minds work, but you're a professional, aren't you? And you should be doing the best for the for the club that, that are paying your wages now, shouldn't you? And you know, next season's next season. I mean, it's a long way off next season. There's still a lot. There's still a long way to go in this season. We're only sort of halfway through this season. And that's why I think all this sort of, um, you know, signing for other clubs, I think, is wrong. Really, to, to, to sign for somebody else, but that, that's another story. You know, to sign for somebody else halfway through this season, I think, I think, not right. I think the rugby league need to have a look at that. But it's always going to go on. It teams are going to tap up other players. You know, teams who've got more money or, or whatever, are always going to go for other players. And, you know, that's that's another story. But. 
piece. What's the word I'm looking for? And I'm struggling a bit tonight. Um, what, what we obviously just t- touched on there, Paul, is that your know, other players have, have, have sort of announced that they're, they're moving to Hull. Adam from yeah. Saints has, has, has come out in a, in a Hull shirt as well. Um, Saints' reaction to our reaction was a bit different, wasn't it? Saints fans not particularly sort of bothered about it. Um, we we were up in arms, weren't we? But it, it's kind of like is that Saints obviously focused as a club and focused as a as a fan sort of group that you know we've got business to attend to we don't have to you know worry about what happens next season worry about what happening now I don't think you can really compare Saints playing squad to ours because you look at Josh Jones he's a pivotal part of our, our side isn't he and you look at Adam Swift he's he's sort of been a bit part player for Saints this season no disrespect to him because I think he's a, cra- a cracking winger but he's struggling to get in their side now you've got uh, Tommy Makinson there you've got Regan Grace two international Wingers at St. Ellen, so his, his chances are limited there, and I don't know the conversation he's had with Justin Albert, but you'll probably find that Justin said to him, you know, your surplus to requirements here at St. Ellen's, do you want a, do you want um, first team rugby league? And you know, Adam Swift's a, he's, he's played international rugby league, he's only still fairly young, and he probably he's probably got ambitions in the sport to play first team. I mean, no one wants to be sat on the bench every week, so I think that's a different situation to the one with with Jones at Salford. I mean, he's he's a a real cog in our, our wheel at Salford, isn't he? He's an 80-minute player and you know, the backbone of our side. And for us to lose him, I think he's probably he's going to affect us more than, than, than St. Helens losing Adam Swift. But just going back to our situation, I think this season um, we've got a massive chance of making that top five and probably the best chance we've had of, of finishing up sort of the, the, the top end of the table for a number of years. I mean, I know we finished fourth in the regular season in 2017, but looking at the league table now and the way other sides are going, I, th- I think your top three, you're looking at maybe Warrington Saints and Catalan are doing really well, aren't they? I think they're, they're going to be up there thereabouts. But places four and five, I think, are up for grabs, really, because Castleford are on a poor run of form. Um, Wakefield have lost the last couple of games. So your four and five are up for grabs. And if we can be consistent, we could be able to get in there. And it, that's an attitude thing for me now. But the way we're going about things and being a bit inconsistent, there's, there's a chance we're going to blow this. And it'd be a real shame because we've got a good squad of players there who are capable making that top five yeah I think it's about taking your chances Paul I think it's about being a bit lucky as well um, obviously on uh, Sunday um, oh, I quickly want to chat about a um, incident where Danny Maguire went through and, and kind of kicked over the top of the who charged the ball down and then the referee gave it as, as a turnover ball moments like that obviously we talk about the Saints game and the referee making a big decision which, which was you know wrong in a lot of people's eyes but that was that was a wrong call from the referee as well. But unfortunately, Salford didn't take advantage of that. We got to twenty twenty, but they didn't they didn't kick on and, and win the game. Because I'm sure if we'd have won on Sunday, a lot of Oakley's role would have would have pointed down pointed to that incident that turned the game. Yeah, but you can you can look at Joel Tompkins. I mean, how lucky was he to stay on the field? I mean, that's another incident there. I mean, he's got a one game ban now. And what use is that to Salford? We're not going to benefit from that. He should have been Simbin on, on Sunday for some of his challenges. So you can you can analyse refereeing decisions, can't you? And say, oh, we got this penalty, we got that, and they got the other. So I don't think Ulke I could could moan about the, the referee. I think you know, if anything, there was a few iffy decisions there for us. And I know Ulke I's chairman's come out this week moaning about about Tompkins being being Simbin, but I think about not about him being banned. Sorry. Um, some of them them tackles in that in that game. You look at James Roby; he got Simbin for a crusher's tackle in the, the game against Castleford, and that was nowhere near as bad as what Tompkins did. So, and Paulie Paulie got Simbin in the game. And if you look back at that challenge on Josh Drinkwater, 
there was nothing in that really. It was just a late challenge on the kick, and I mean, it's part, part of the game, isn't it? So I don't know. I don't think OK, I could moan about the referee. I mean, I'm not one for whinging about the referee, but I don't think we really got um, the rub of the green in that game. I mean, I don't think we ever do. I don't think we did at Sales the week before, but I'm not going to sit there and moan about it. It's just you've just got to get on with it. You can't whinge about referees, can you? No, no. But I think I think like you said, it's it's moments, isn't it? It's like moments yeah, in yeah. games, and for me, I think the Farley Parley one, I think it was probably right. He was he was slightly. Oh, he's a big lad though isn't he he's a big lad and it takes him that takes my fortnight to stop him when he gets up to <laughs> but it's um, it's one of them it, it's kind of you know when you're committed you, you're committed aren't you and referees have to make that judgement don't you have you can you pull out or not and it's you know if, if he gets pinged he gets pinged but you know I suppose he'll learn from that won't he um, and obviously hopefully we'll see more of the, the good stuff that we saw with, with his try I was going to say yeah he, he took some well he would have took some stopping for that try, but they couldn't stop him because he come onto that like a freight train, didn't he? It was good to see as well, and uh, I thought he did well. We've got to use him now. I think um, that's the way to use Pauli Pauli running out wide a bit like a. Excuse me, I've got the wind tonight. A bit like a Ben Murdoch Masilla when we had we had, we had big Ben running out wide, didn't we? I mean, how many tries did he score that season? About fifteen tries, wasn't it? A couple of years ago for us. So I think that's the way we've got to use Pauli Pauli definitely because. He's a strong, real strong runner, isn't he? So powerful. There was no way OK we're going to stop him near that line. And uh, I don't know. Maybe he'll be a good signing for us if we can we can keep hold of him. Yeah, it's, it's like opportunity in it. A kind of a club that which we are now. We give players opportunity to to play in the top level, and he's got that opportunity now to to play for us and try and earn himself a a super league contract for next year. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the situation is with Paulie Paul. I need to do a bit of homework actually and find out whether he's contracted to Wakefield next year. I've not really read into it. Uh, I don't know if you know that, Rob. Is he on contract at Wakefield next year or is he? I've no idea. I know, I know he's on so, for us and he's, he's wearing a sofa shirt now. So, you know. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, and it, I don't know. If, there's, there's a chance we could, we could get him for next year, and it, you know, from what I've seen of him so far, I've been quite impressed with him because. I think I mentioned it the other week, he took quite a bit of stick in the press, hadn't he, about him being overweight and he doesn't play big minutes and, and things like that. And I spoke to Watto about that and I said to him, if there's anybody who can get the best out of him, it's, it's Salford and our coaching team. And, um, you know, I've been quietly impressed with him. I think he's got a lot to his game and um, he's, he's a bit of a handful, isn't he? So, and he's got that bit of an edge to him as well. He's, an, he's aggressive. And, um, and yeah, I've, been, I've been, been pleased with what I've seen of him so far. Yeah, another person who took a good opportunity was Joey Lusick. Uh, and he spoke to you after the game, Paul, and this is what you have to say. Hi, Joey Lussick joins me. Disappointing day on the on the big stage. Can you put your finger on that? It was another another slow start, frustrating start for you. Yeah, well, actually, probably the first 5-10 wasn't too bad, to be fair. Um, but just, it's the, sort of the same old story, which is really frustrating. Errors and penalties and letting the other team sort of, it's, it's sort of all us, inviting the other team into our own half and then... You can only tackle so much, which, which our goal idea was pretty good, you know, losing a player too didn't help, but I guess it's sort of just the, the cliche, the simple things, right, um, and when we did those things, you know, we, we nearly got back on top, but yeah, I guess it's sort of sort of those simple things that really hurt us. Did you think in that second half you'd done enough to get back into the game there, because you got level 20 points apiece, you've actually outscored all Kingston Rovers, four tries to three, then ill-disciplined errors, then a penalty goal at the end cost you again? Yeah, definitely, you know, we, we, we you know, we say it every week, we, we play like we, we know how we want to play and play to our strengths. We, we feel that, you know, we can challenge any team, like against St Helens, but 
you know, and for example, those two punters at the end there for me really hurt us. Um, but yeah, I feel like we did do enough, but at the same time, we can't be giving teams 12, 14, 16 point leads. It's just too hard on ourselves. You've got a week off now for the Challenge Cup, and just spoke to Ian Watson. He says you're going to be doing a lot of training. There's going to be a bit of soul searching in that time as well that you've got to do as individuals. Yeah, I guess you know that there is a, there is some some things we do have to look at and address. Um, you know, we, we can't keep saying week in week out. We need this, we need that because it, it needs to change now if we really want to give it give us competition to run and, and crack that top five. Yeah, because a win today could have took you up to fifth. You know the way results have gone over this season. I think that, that seems to have happened a few times this year where you've had opportunities to get to break into the five and yeah. you've had setbacks. Haven't you? But yeah. you're still hanging on in there, and obviously a consistent run now could take you up there. Yeah, no, definitely. No, that was that was a big carrot today um, to win to potentially go to fifth, depending on the St. Helens cast game. But that's happened, like you said, a few times now. We, we can't keep missing those opportunities. So if we keep doing that, it's going to be too late, and we'll be down the bottom of that ladder. Thanks for speaking to us, Joey. No, See you soon, mate. So that was Joey Lusick, Paul, talking to you after the game. Great try from him just before half-time. Gave us some momentum going into that second half. Yeah, it certainly did, and it's, I've mentioned it a few times now. It's his trademark, a try of Joey Lusick. He's, he's an opportunist, isn't he, around the, uh, in around the ruck when you get near the opposition's line. He's very quick as well, and uh, he's poached quite a few tries for us this season. And he did it. It gave us a lifeline, really, because at 14... 14-0 down, we were staring down the barrel there, wasn't we? And that, that, that got us back into the game. I know we went 20 points to six down, didn't we, early in the second half? But no, I thought Joey Lusk had a good game. I think he got penalised, didn't he, at the end there? And um, I just watched that back. I think that's the the penalty that they got the uh, the, the penalty goal from. And um, again, that was another contentious decision for me. I didn't think it was that high, but you know, we'll let the referee off, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> you got a few gripes today, haven't you, with your match officials? But I suppose it's, it's one of them pause. Sometimes you get them. Sometimes, sometimes you get them, sometimes you don't, don't you? Yeah, I, 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 I try not to moan at referees, really, because what can you do? It's done now, isn't it? Yeah, I think, you can, like you say, they only see it once, don't they? Yeah. They have to make yeah. a call, and, it, and everything's under a mile an hour. And, you know, it's, too, it's easy, easy for us to, to sit in the stand and say, oh, yeah, that was... I, could, I couldn't be a referee, Rob. I, I don't know how they do it. When you watch... Um, Boxing referees, they're, they're the same. I don't know how they sort of stand where they stand without getting in the way, without getting hit. They must be. It must be hard being a referee because you've got to be sort of in in the action, but not in the way, if you like. And you've got to be able to see things. You know, we watch things on Sky, and you're like, oh, just rewind that, or just pause that a minute. And when you're a referee, you can't. You, you're watching it in sort of real time. You, you're on the pitch as well, so you, you're at their sort of level. You're not sat in the, the crowd. You've got like a, thousands of people around you having a go at you as well. So I mean, they, they, they do a good job, really. I think they take a lot of sort of stick. You know, I'll probably get a lot of stick now for sticking up for them, but you know, it must be. It's not a job I'd like to do anyway. Not at all. Talking about boxing, Paul can confirm that obviously Dan Maguire is older than you, but you've got a better footwork in the ring, anyway. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> Don't know about that. No. <laughs> so, he uh, checks in the post. <laughs> Yeah, so you spoke to Ian Watson um, after the uh, defeat of Kingston Rovers, and this is what he had to say. Coach's Corner. Right, very disappointed, Ian Watson, I can imagine. After last week's game against St. Helens, to turn in a performance like that, is it consistency that's turning the season into a season of what could have been? It's a, it's a problem with... Um, individual concentration and focus thing you, you can't label it every single player because there's a lot of players there who, who were having a dig I just think 
some of the other players are not at the same level as the other guys and um, can't back up performances which is what we're seeing at the moment but we're competing and we're competing hard but we, we start that game in a lot better situation and we, we finish some of our opportunities in the first half we, we win the game we, we just we give ourselves a chance basically through our goal line defence when we were down to 12 men I think they had three, four sets on the goal line and then we come up the other end and we score and we're 12 men but when we was attacking with 13 men we was opening them up but we weren't we weren't we're finishing off the opportunities and when you're completing in the first half at 57% you're not giving yourself a chance at all Another slow start as well did that yeah. frustrate you know you've come on a big stage here at Anfield yeah. in front of a big crowd you had a chance for your side to impress that must be really disappointing to start yeah. so slow and concede the points you did It's, it's a mindset as an, as an individual as an individual you want to attack the game and you want to put your best performances out there you don't want to um, be embarrassed by your performance um, and I think first half we were kind of heading that way with the way we were approaching it. We, we didn't carry strong enough. We didn't. We didn't have enough um, energy about us. We looked a little bit lacklustre first half. The two, the two tries you conceded, individual errors there. They were really comedy tries. The kick through yep. in the first half, and then the the, the ball in goal. Does is it all, was it all foot in the end goal? I, I can't yes. see in the second half. Yeah, Does he yeah. need to just kick that ball out yeah, there? Just, yeah, just put it in the stand, mate. Yeah, this look, it's. You get tired when you're a young kid, don't you? I know Durrell's still on the learning path and he's done well this year, but something as simple as that, just put it in the stand, mate. Just back yourself to defend the next set rather than concede six points. To go on to a positive, you've outscored OKR four tries to three. I know that doesn't mean anything to you. You showed some good tries in the second half, though, came back into the game, and then a silly penalty again, cost you the game six minutes from time. Yeah. Errors, yeah. penalties, and uh, knock ons again today. The error playing down our right edge where we threw it and then it goes into a touch. Um, and then Joey's, Joey's high shot which gives us a penalty and puts us under pressure you've got a week off now no game yep. with it being like the Challenge Cup next weekend how do you approach it now is it sort of training mate training we're training hard now I was going to say a lot of training yeah. and a lot of uh, lot of soul searching would you say yeah we just need to get back onto um, an attitude that we've got to work hard and we've got to start game strong as well as what's it finishing is there a danger of this season sort of going down the pan a bit really because there's a lot of promise there and a win today could have took you to fifth in the table is it yeah a missed yeah. opportunity again because we've lost it's so many games this yeah. season by a couple of points haven't we yeah, it's, a, it's a massive missed opportunity um, the question for us are we good enough to take um, a playoff spot at the moment and the performances that we're throwing out there we're not good enough do you think it's just certain parts of the side that are not good enough because obviously there's some players on there is it certain players letting you down or can you put your finger on that um, mate, I don't think it's everybody there's, um, there's a lot of players who are giving effort there maybe like you say some players maybe have had a little bit of an head turn but you'd like to think coming to a showcase like this you're going to put your best performance you're not going to be leaving that to chance you want to show everybody what you can do keep you being thanks very much for speaking to me and I'll see you soon mate, yeah, right, mate. so that was Ian Watson Paul talking to yourself after the defeat against the Hull Kingston Rovers uh, like you said disappointed with the result yeah he was he was really disappointed didn't he he was disappointed in the press conference as well and um, he, he said a few home home truths in that press conference really and you know about about players and about you know people pulling the socks up and he was disappointed he was disappointed with I'm not, I'm not going to name players I wouldn't do that but you know there's certain players who 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 were poor who made poor decisions and, and basic errors and things like that and you know it's frustrating for the coach it is it must be he must be tearing his hair out because as I said before we, we've got a real opportunity this season to, to do something and and do well, and you know, you. I'm, I'm just worried that this season could turn into a season of what might have been, and I don't want us to get dragged back down the league table now and start scrapping down there with with London and, and Leeds. You know, I want us to, you know, to stay where we are and keep looking up the table because we've got a real opportunity. And 
But if you keep losing games, I mean, I, I think me and Watt have had this chat a few times this season where we've said to each other, that's an opportunity missed. I think it's been about three or four games where we've played and if we'd have won that game, we'd have jumped into the top four or five and every time we've lost and we've missed the opportunity again. If we'd have won on Sunday, we'd have gone fifth because Cass lost, Wakefield lost. So it was a good opportunity to get there and, and we've blown it again. So, uh, you know, we're still hanging on in there. If you look at the league table, we're only two points off the top five, so there's still an opportunity. If we beat Hull next week, and we could we could be back up there again. So, uh, you know, we'll, eventually we're going to run out of games, aren't we? So uh, we can't keep blowing these these chances. Is that is that a confidence thing? Obviously, you know, players keep going to the well, keep getting beat, you know, by the odd point here and there. How long can they keep going? Because obviously, you know, players, like you said, you know, will make mistakes. Um, but these sort of we'll call them seven out of ten players who are who are good, who are the better quality of player than we've had in the past, can go from seven to eight with a bit of confidence, but then also go from seven to six if the confidence drops off. So it's, I think it's an important thing that that Watto and the coaching staff keep the players motivated, keep them positive, um, and then hopefully we can uh, turn these uh, defeats into wins. Definitely, if you look back to the game on on Sunday. I don't want to keep harping on about it, but the two tri- those two comedy tries, as I'm going to call them, you take that, that 12 points off, that leaves Hulkingston Rovers with 10 points, and we win the game 20-10, because the tries we scored, you look at the, the, the CO tries, that, that's real quality rugby league, that real great boot ball movement, and a good finish from CO in the corner, and we've not had many wingers like that over the over the years, I mean, Jordy Broughton was a good one, but... You look at CO now, he's a quality winger, isn't he? He's a really good finisher and, um, you know, that took some scoring. And when you're scoring tries like that and, and, and doing moves like, like like the way we did, you know, you deserve to win the game, don't you? You should be winning the game. It shouldn't, you shouldn't be losing a game because of daft mistakes that you're making, coughing the ball up in your in goal area and things like that. So you're doing all the hard work and then you're not getting rewarded for it, are you? So, um, so if we can cut that out of our game and just be a bit more consistent, cut those silly errors out. I mean, look back at the Castleford game, that daft mistake we made there, passing the ball near our in goal area. In the end, that that cost us in that game. So, it's not like we we're not going into matches getting absolutely busted up by the opposition and getting hammered by thirty and forty points. We're losing games because of errors. And um, sort of school by mistakes, aren't we really? And we're putting a lot into the, the match. It's like the Saints game the week before. We put so much into that game. Come back from 16 0 down against a champion side like St. Helens. Should have won the match, but then we concede a daft penalty near the end. And Saints go and score. I mean, I know that try was a bit contentious, but if you cut that silly penalty out, which we shouldn't have conceded, you'd have won the game. So I was talking to Phil Kinsella on Sunday from Radio Manchester, and he had some stats, and he was saying, We've lost about six or seven games this season by one score or less. We, you know, the two weekend games were really close, the Cass game, the Hull game. And, you know, you, you sort of cut those little mistakes out and win those games. You're in the top three, top two or three. And, you know, look at the way we've, we've played. We've proved this season we can beat these sides, you know, winning at Catalan by 40 points and the, and the Warrington game. So we know we've got the quality there to win. It's just being consistent and just cutting those errors out. And, you know, it's frightening where we could have been, really. Yeah, but that doesn't become a problem if you score first two tries early on to go 10-12 exactly yeah it's only a problem because we bomb them first two tries yeah so you're if chasing we, the game yeah, the, fighting your way back yeah if we don't bomb them two tries we're 12-0 up yeah obviously we've seen you know we've collapsed before after being 12-0 up but you know in, it's always better to be in front in that situation and for us not to score them two tries put obviously a bit of pressure on us and then obviously Oakland's and all this 
get a bit of belief in that because they think it might be our day and then they get hit the front but like I said before players dug in you know they, they clawed the way back to 2020 but emotionally and physically that effort they get from going from 26 down to 2020 you can see him gassing at the end and, and you, can, you, can, you can tell that they, they wouldn't have enough in their tank to, to, to get over that you know that little blip at the end and, that, and that's unfortunate if you, if you score early and, and you convert the chances you get then it makes a massive difference and that's where we are I think we just need to be able to take an opportunity when it comes along You've just hit the nail on the head there. I've been, I was like flapping there, like waiting to, to jump in and say, you know, when you're talking there about the the start, and you know, if you take those two chances, look back at the Warrington game away from home. You look at it, we took our chances in that game, didn't we? Yeah. Early early doors, we took them. We got that lead. We weren't chasing the game, and look out, look at the result in the end, and and that could have been so different if we hadn't took those chances in that Warrington game in the first half we probably would have lost that game so I mean I know it's simple to say that now but it is it's a fine line isn't it sometimes if you can start well and, and get your points in the bag and you're not chasing the game you complete he's, Tim Sheen said it I mean I listened to his interview before um, after the dual car game and he was saying it is a simple game rugby league you do those basics right complete your sets stick hold of the ball the rest of it looks after itself, really, doesn't it? You don't have to score loads of flamboyant stuff. If you do those basics right, nine times out of ten, you're going to win the game, aren't you? So, uh, so yeah, yeah. Um, put the put the world to rights there, really. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Let, let's talk stats now, Paul. Um, top tacklers, uh, Lee Mossett with 33, Dudson with 36, Jones with 34, Griffin with 42, and Joey Lucic with 40. You know, that's a massive effort, isn't it, for our forwards uh, there? Yeah, yeah, I thought they worked hard in, in, in defence, really, yeah. Um, a lot of tackling. Look, I had quite a bit of possession, didn't they? Particularly in the, in the first half, they had quite a lot of ball there. And The goal line defence was pretty good. I mean, we only conceded that um, try to Lynette, wasn't it? And then the the mistake try from that, that kick through from, from Shaw the, and the rest of it, we, we defended pretty well. And we defended well when um, Oli Kuala was Simbin as well. You know, we were down to, to 12 men there and we defended... Defended our goal line really well. Yeah. Uh, Meter makers, uh, Dudson with 86, Jones with 112, uh, Adam Walker with 70, Olfert's 100, CO 96, Mossett 72. Um, I looked at OKR's sort of uh, meter makers as well, and they were kind of round about the same kind of figure as well, which, which kind of shows you know why the games were so close. Yeah, it was a tight, it was a tight game. It was nip and tuck, wasn't it, really? And it could have gone either way there at the end. You know, Chris Nainu kicked that goal, you know, from the try. That would have put us in front, wouldn't it, at 22-20. So, um, so yeah, it, it was a tight game, really. Yeah. Uh, big thanks for your three-word match reports and man of the matches. Uh, we've got a few. Uh, Chairman Bob, um, and as abysmal first-half uh, performance, his man of the match was Tyrone McCarthy. Uh, Marie, too many penalties. Her man of the match was McCarthy. Um, Tyrone McCarthy getting uh, two man of the matches. Early on, Paul? Yeah, I thought he worked hard. I thought he worked hard. He tackled well and, and took the ball in. Well, he was always going to play well against his uh, against his former club. And My man of the match, I thought, was Chris Wellham. I thought Wellham was excellent, and he always is. Every time we play Old Kingston Rovers, he plays really well. He was defending well and looked very dangerous with the ball as well. Yeah. Uh, Tony Frame, uh, too many mistakes. He, didn't, he said no one stood out. Uh, Paul Foster, players need dropping. Uh, his man of the match was Ken Seal. 
Uh, Royal Abyss, two comedy tries, like you said. Uh, Joey Lusick is man of the match. Uh, Colin Wilson, comedy corner tries, is man of Lusick as, as well. Um, relegation fight, Manchester is red. Um, I, don't, I don't think we're in a relegation dogfight, Paul. I think we should be looking up rather than down. I don't think we're in one yet. I mean, London have got eight points, we've got 14, we're six points in front of London, so we're not in one yet, but you've always got that sort of thing of being dragged into one. I mean, I don't want to disrespect London, but where are they going to win? What, there's six points behind us, so you're looking at three wins, aren't you? So they're going to have to get three wins to, to get level with us. But I don't know, I don't know why I want like a temp fate, because we've got to go down to London, haven't we, and play them down there. They're going to, I don't know, I mean... I won't think about things like that. You just take each week as it comes, don't you? And just keep winning games and see where you end up. I mean, you shouldn't be. I won't want to look down the table, but I, I can see where people are coming from because it can change pretty quickly, can't it? You you win a few games and bang, you're out at the top of the table. You lose a few games and you're in a danger of getting sucked back into that that mix down at the bottom. So uh, so yeah, I wouldn't put my mortgage on on Salford, Bob. Yeah, I've lost enough money recently. <laughs> yeah, how is the betting the betting going? It's all gone. Um, I had I had one fifty left and I put it on um, Kenny Edwards last night to score a try any time for Catalan and they got hammered done this so I lost my last one fifty. So I'm, I'm done with it now. See, bet responsibly, or you could be like Paul, penniless. Well, I only started with the fiver, so yeah. I lost the fiver. Still penniless. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Colin Reynolds, uh, our own fault. Um, his man of matches Joey Lusick, uh, David Deacon, poor first half. Um, Tencio, um, Nicholas Fletcher, Evels for good defence, that's for Nick. Um, Alan Leach, schoolboy errors. Nick Cooper, penalty, penalty, penalty. We do give away silly penalties, but I think Ian Watson, his, his kind of game plan, he runs quite close to the line, doesn't he, uh, aggression-wise. So you will give away penalties, because referees have their own interpretation of what's fair and what's not. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you one thing before I forget. I was reading um, on my train journey back to the night. I was reading the programme from the Magic Weekend. And there was, um, if anybody's got the programme and you've not seen it yet, have a read of it. There's um, a section, like an opt to stat section in it. And we're third top out of the 12 teams in Super League. And this is everything. It factors everything in, you know, from missed tackles to metres made and all that. And I was amazed when I looked at it. We're sort of in the top three for nearly everything. And when you look at it, we've lost nine matches and won seven. So it just shows you our games have been really tight. No, apart from that Leeds game, we've done really well in most of the games and had a, a fair share of possession and and sort of sort of dominated the game. So and, and when you read these stats out to me every week, I mean, I'm not really a, a, a stat man, really. I mean, a lot of it goes over my head. But when you read about the tackles and the, and the metres made and things like that, it just shows you we've competed really well this season. But I, when I read that, just have a read of it. I'll, I'll lend you the pro, program. Just have a read of it because that would really amaze me. That those stats, how, how well we were doing. Yeah, uh, Dom Hall, silly errors, costly. Uh, his man the match was Joey Lucic. Crowd the penalties, Steve Moore. Uh, his man the match was Lucic. Uh, Paul Howe uh, didn't deserve anything. I think I was a bit harsh. I think we deserved something. I think the effort was there. Uh, and his man the match was uh, Lucic. Patrick Conley, not good enough. His man of the match is tied on McCarthy. And finally, uh, Adam Arbe, expletive, expletive, expletive. Uh, and his man of the match is Ken Seal. Yeah, I can understand the frustration, Paul. Yeah, yeah, that was frustrated, mate, all the way to... Well, my girls and um, Helen come to the match on um, 
on Sunday. So we went straight to we went away for a, for a day or two after. Drove up to Barrow after the match, and uh, I was moaning all the way up there to, to Barrow, moaning about how how annoyed I was. And uh, yeah, I think you do, don't you? You get frustrated after the games and that. And uh, I soon got over it. I was all right the next day, but I just thought it was a it was a shame because. He, it's like a big atmosphere when you go to the Magic Week and you're playing at a big stadium out in front of a big crowd and you want to do well, don't you? And especially the way we've been playing, you know, we played well the week before. You want to impress the other supporters, don't you? And do well. I think it's like a carnival atmosphere at the Magic Week. And when you don't, when you don't win, I always well, I just wanted to go straight home after our game. I couldn't be bothered staying watching any of the matches, but no, I can understand people being frustrated because it was a frustrating day, a frustrating performance. I thought. Yeah, I suppose it's kind of a showpiece event, isn't it? So you, you want to be able to, yeah. you know, show what you can do. And I was thinking, so we, we competed throughout, I thought, Paul. And obviously, you know, disappointing result. Um, but obviously people watching would have, been, would have been entertained by the game, even though we weren't the winners in it. So, you know, I suppose it's a bit of positive that we were involved in a, a quite a close game and it might, you know, be beamed out across the world and, and in Salford and people might watch it and think, you know, Salford are competing. You know, we'll go and watch him. That's, that's hopefully what's going to happen. Yeah, I, I don't think it was a game that was um, full of quality. It was it lacked a bit of quality, didn't it? Like I said, there was a lot of errors, wasn't there? And uh, especially in that first half, it was very scrappy. I thought it was a bit of a scrappy game, really. But uh, but no, the the, um, the weekend as a whole, I enjoyed it. I've seen quite a few of the games now. I, I watched a bit of the, the London and Leeds game. That was in a, that was another scrappy game, really. And you know, do a bit. of Lacked a bit of quality at times, but it was exciting. You know, the games that I've seen were, were really exciting. Yeah, I think it's a good concept. I think people enjoy it, don't they? And, you know, I'd love to go for the full weekend and, and, and watch all the games. I think that, that's an ambition of mine to maybe do that one year. It's difficult, you know, with your kids and that. But um, no, I think it's a good concept. And I think Anfield was was good as well. I know it got a bit of bad press. I heard a few people on Facebook saying, oh, it's a dump, this, that, and the other. But I thought it was really nice. I enjoyed it. I had a good seat and all the staff were dead friendly. And, um, no, it's, it's quite an easy ground to get to as well. You know, we we came off the motorway and we were going to park in a car park, but there was some sort of spaces on this road where it was free to park, so we just parked it for free, walked to the uh, walked to the stadium, and uh, no, I enjoyed it. It was a good day, apart from the result. Yeah, so that's our uh, chat uh, about the Magic Weekend. Next up, we're going to look at all the big news coming out of Salford Devils this week. So, Paul, we'll start with the news. Uh, Jansen Turgit um, showing signs of recovery uh, at the moment. Still lots of fundraising going on um, at the moment. There's a signed photo uh, by the squad, um, which is um, which is really good, up for auction at the moment. £250, uh, it stands at the moment. Oh, it finishes at 5pm on Tuesday. Uh, that's an amazing amount of money for a, a signed uh, photo. Yeah, yeah, that, that that is that. Yeah, that's um, that's that's an amazing. It is an amazing amount of money that, to be honest. With you. That's so uh, shocked me that. Yeah, and also the um, if you want a uh, embroidered Jackson Hastings Magic Weekend shirt, the one he wore uh, against Hawkins and Rollby Stinard of that uh, from Wild Thing, uh, five pound goes to the Jansen Turgit uh, Recovery Fund, uh, and five pound goes to the Heart Monitors at the Hope. So that's great. Obviously, people will. Uh, Hopefully we'll shout and buy them two shirts. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice shirt as well, isn't it? Um, I've got mine. Uh, well, my, my little girl wore it for the um, for the Magic Weekend. 
And um, yeah, it looks nice. I thought it looked nice on the players. Actually, I wasn't too sure about it at first. It looked a bit of a strange, strange shirt, but no, I think it looked, it looked pretty good. Yeah. Uh, next bit of news: sixteenth um, of June, Paul, the big Lowry takeover um, at the Wakefield game at home. Uh, is it Father's Day that the sixteenth of June? Oh, yes, it is actually. Yeah, it is. 16th of June. What was that funny noise you made then? <laughs> you panicked then. You'd have to buy a card, Rob. Oh, yeah, you do, don't you? Yeah, yeah the next hail that, Paul. Um, but yeah, 16th of June. Um, it's supposed to be quite a good day. Um, there's kind of lots going on, entertainers. Um, Dan's workshop on the artificial pitch outside. Three pound a pint in the uh, in the tent. Uh, it looks like they're going all out for a, a big day against Wheatfield. Yeah, let's hope so. Yeah, I mean, um, be a good game as well. Wakefield, you know, bring a few supporters down, and um, no, that that's good. That sounds good to me. That let's let's make an, an event of it. I think we need to do more of that, don't we? Especially on a Sunday afternoon as well. And uh, hopefully, we'll be going into that game on the back of a win. And um, it's going to be an exciting match because of where Wakefield are on the table as well. Like we said before, that could be you know a game to get into that top five. But uh, yeah, the more that's happening, the better. Yeah, another outside the bubble event as well, Paul, with the uh, the Lowry involved. I think it's good that the club are, you know, able to link up with these things uh, in these people in Salford, and hopefully we'll expand our range. Yeah, definitely. Because if you look at the Lowry, I mean, I know it's not the, the biggest sort of shopping centre in in, in, in the, the area, is it? You know, centre in places like that. But a lot of people visit that Lowry, don't they? You've got Media City right on its doorstep as well, and sure, there's a lot of people who work there that. That visit the Lowry and hopefully if we could get a bit of a presence in there perhaps a bit of a pop-up shop or, or whatever and you know uh, get our name out there there's, there's an awful lot of people who work around there now isn't it for ITV, BBC and things like that and you know perhaps Salford Salford Rugby League Club could be their team you know people who are not necessarily from the area who, who can do or, or work in that area we could become their adopted team so we've got to tell people who we are haven't we? Yeah and the Lowry Theatre as well with all the shows you know things like that that you know, hopefully we can tap into uh, and attract the, the, the theatre goers uh, to the match. Definitely. Get to the theatre of, um, I won't say dreams, because that's Old Trafford, isn't it? I don't know what we can call our, our theatre at the AJ, Bill. <laughs> Answers on a postcard. Theatre of what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, yeah, hopefully a big day. Lots of fans turn up uh, and we get a, a good win against, we- uh, against Wakefield. Before we go through the rest of the, the news, Paul, um, we got a competition coming. We're going to try and uh, run a competition, aren't we? Um, you know, tell listeners all about that. Yeah, we certainly are. Yeah, Mark. Hey, our friend from Australia is um, he's, he's, he's a really good bloke, isn't he, Rob? We spent some time with him, didn't we? And had a, had a meal with him a couple of months ago now, didn't we? When he came over to, to visit from Australia, what a lovely guy he is, and you know, he, he's sorting us out with um, some prizes, isn't he, to give away? So um, big thanks to him. And um, we, we've just not decided on the, the format of the competition yet, have we? Because we can't do a quiz, because I did a quiz on the Anorak's page, and people just cheat and Google and look at the answers. So we're going we're to have to, um, which that that was a good, I enjoyed doing that. But I think we need to, you know, have a think about this one. Maybe like, a, I don't know, thinking like spot the ball or something like that. But some of the people can't cheat on, so uh, so uh, I'm sure we'll come up with something. Yeah, we can't, we can't do a quiz unless we've got Joey Lutic on my side and Monopoly and Master involved. Then we can do a quiz because we might win. Then well, we could. We could always get the listeners to um, perhaps when well, we do it every week, don't we? Our predictions, don't we? This Danandos that the the Danandos that we're never ever going to get because we're not <laughs> going to predict the score. But perhaps 
the listeners are better at us than predicting. You know, we could uh, we could do that. You know, if someone gets a prediction, bang them. We'll have to have a think about it, mate. Yeah, it could be. We're, we're planning planning at the moment, are we, Paul? So as soon as we've figured it out, we'll uh, we'll let our listeners know. Yeah, but massive thanks to Mark for uh, for helping us out with the prizes and that. And he's he's a good lad, isn't he? He listens to us every week, and you know from over in Australia as well. And uh, you know the podcast brings him a lot of pleasure, and it's um, it's great to uh, know that we've got listeners like that who are loyal to us and, and like listening to us every week. So a big shout out to Mark, and uh, I know his dog will be listening as well. His dog Salford listens yeah. every week as well. Mate. I say unbelievable, Mark, and all our other listeners. You know how people take sort of an hour out of the lives just to tune into. To me and you talk, you know, talking for an hour. It's, uh, I think it's. I thought you were going to say talk rubbish for an hour. Then. <laughs> <laughs> well, it blows my mind anyway. I just think it's, it's crazy, really. But, you know, yes. people enjoy it. People, you know, messages say that they really enjoy the show. And it, it kind of like makes all the, you know, hours of editing it and, you know, talking about it and, and social media worth it, really. Because obviously people like it and they appreciate, you know, our efforts, don't they? Yeah, it certainly does. And uh, that, that's what makes it all worthwhile, mate. Uh, next bit of news uh, next week's game Hull FC tickets are available uh, you can purchase them down at the AJ Bell Stadium £24 for adults £21 for students or over 65 uh, there's junior swaps available as well um, I think it's important obviously if you can get to Hull uh, that you do because obviously you know it's a big game um, Hull can be inconsistent so if we are on our game and they're not uh, it could be a win for us yeah, it's a difficult place to go. We've only won there once in the the uh, Super League. We've beaten twice in the Challenge Cup, haven't we? They, they they were both really exciting games, but you could get rewarded. I mean, two was it two years ago, twenty seventeen, we won there by 50, we got fifty points there, didn't we? And it was absolutely it was like a dream. It was a fantastic night. So you never know. We could get one of those nights again. It's very rare, aren't they? But no, it's a, I enjoy going to Hull. It's a bit of a trek, isn't it? On a, on a Friday night, you've got to finish work. I mean, I've I've booked a couple of hours holiday on Friday to get up there so um, it is difficult if you're travelling from Salford it's difficult for the supporters to get up there but you know it's um, it's a nice stadium it's always a good atmosphere up there and um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it I think I'm, I'm looking forward to to us responding really you know after after that defeat against Okar and you know Hull have, as, we, as we mentioned earlier in the show they got a real towel at the Anfield Magic weekend but they've had an excellent result last night in the, in the Challenge Cup against Catalan Dragons so you know, we have to be on our game next week. But yeah, if you can get down to the club, get your, get your tickets down there because we get some of the money, don't we? Um, is it 50% we get or is it, is it more? Uh, tickets, 25%, I think it is. Uh, we get, yeah, so you get, we get like a share of it, don't we? So yeah, if you can get up there and follow the lads. I mean, look at our away farm this season. It's been really good, hasn't it, away from home? We've got we're one of the farm sides, aren't we? So uh, I think the, the lads enjoy the following that the, the, the support, the solver support is giving the noise that we make as well. It certainly lifts them in the away games, doesn't it? So, uh, so I'm looking forward to next Friday. Yeah, £16 it is on the coach as well. Pickups at Shanders, uh, Royal Sovlin, Eccles Town Hall, a dozen partridge, uh, Salford Devils uh, official supporters uh, pub, and the AJ Bell Stadium. Um, I'd say 100% of the coach. Um, money goes to the club which is really good obviously we need lots of different ways to put money in the club to help it grow we certainly do yes yeah. so if you can get down there by the coach or whatever sort of transport you can get there I think the train's out of the question on a Friday night tour but yeah the coach is running it's, it's pretty easy isn't it you know jump on it in and around Salford and get yourself up there yeah another bit of news um, have you watched the, the Kari Morris interview 
uh, we did uh, Jackson Aces where he talks about um, he's, he talks about mental health and his soulful career. Fantastic video um, interview there from Kari Paul, and uh, you know it's great. Obviously, you know people involved at the club like Kari doing things like that uh, shows the quality we've got behind the scenes. Yeah, it certainly is. You know the the, the media team are doing really well. I was speaking to uh, to Emma on um, on Sunday at the Magic Weekend. She's doing a terrific job. They're really friendly as well, really helpful. She showed me where the the press box was because I didn't have a clue where it was at Anfield. I was wandering around like a lost dog. So, um, so yeah, so yeah, they're doing really well. I've not actually watched that yet because I've not, um, I've not been on social media much this week. I've been a bit busy, so I will watch it though. I will watch it because uh, some of the stuff they've been doing has been, been really good. Yeah, very good interview. We put it on our Facebook and our Twitter page, so if you get a chance, uh, give it a watch. Uh, and finally, uh, Paul the Salford Lotto is still available for fans to 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 join. Uh, round about eight pound a month you can pay. Uh, Jackson Hastings won a meal uh, this week uh, at Walkabout, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Lots of different prizes, both cash prizes and uh, you know things like meals. Um, I think it's great. It's an opportunity for us fans to, to put money into the club, um, and it's only a small amount rather than massive amounts. Some people can put 200, 300 quid in, uh, but some can't, and a lot of gives people the opportunity who can't put that big money in to you know do their bit. And you've got a chance of winning a good little prize as well, haven't you? So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a win-win, isn't it? That, don't speak to me about gambling, though. I've, uh, no. I've had enough of gambling for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's a good incentive, that Robert really is. Yeah, so obviously if you can, uh, join the lotto uh, and help the club grow. So, that's all the news uh, coming out of Salford Devils this week. And next up on The Devil in Detail, Paul, we'll do the amateur report and see what our amateur sides are up to this week. Here is this week's Devil in the Detail amateur report. We'll start off with the National Conference Leagues in the Premier Division. Rochdale Mayfield were beaten last Saturday at home to Thato Heath Crusaders by 34 points to 6. It's a result that leaves Mayfield third from bottom with just one win and a draw from their opening eight games in the National Conference League. So a really tough start to the season for Mayfield. That was the only result involving our local sides last week, with it being the Magic Week, and there was quite a few games that weren't played. The fixtures for this week, Saturday the 1st of June, Rochdale Mayfield are at home to Kells in the Premier Division. Division 1, Saddleworth Rangers play Skirla. Division 3, Eastmoor Dragons against Oldham St Anne's. Waterhead Warriors play Lee East, and the Wollstone Rovers entertain Salford City Roosters. Again, last week's North West Men's League, there wasn't many games with it being the Magic Weekend. The only result we did have was in the Premier Division. That game was played last Saturday. Rochdale, Mayfield, A10. Thato Heath Crusaders, A40. The fixtures for this Saturday, the 1st of June, in the Premier Division. Haydock play Rochdale, Mayfield, A. Division 1, Blackbrook play Folly Lane. Ulverston play Oldham, St. Anne's. Division 2, Berry Broncos are at home to Wigan, St. Jude's, A. Lang with the Reds are at home to West Horton Lions. In Division 4, Caddies and Rhinos play Chester Gladiators. Rochdale Cobras are at home to Saddleworth Rangers A and in Division 5 Clockface Miners A play Higginshaw Wigan Springview A play Salford City Roosters A and the Ryland Sharks entertain Bolton Mets Turning our attention to the North West Youth League as I said before there was no games 
in the Northwest Youth League last Sunday because of the Magic Weekend. The fixtures for this Sunday, the 2nd of June, in the under-18s Premier Division. It's Lee East against Saddleworth Rangers. Oldham St. Anne's play Halton Farmworth Hornets. Waterhead Warriors play Shevington Sharks. In Division 1 of the under-18s, Latchford Giants play Rochdale. Division 2 of the under-18s, Folly Lane play West Horton. Langworthy Reds play Burton Wood. And Salford City Roosters play Wigan St. Pat's. In the under-16s Premier Division, Latchford play Saddleworth Rangers. Division 1 of the under-16s, it's Lee East against Waterhead Warriors. Oldham St. Anne's are at home to Walney Central. Division 2, Burton Wood play Rochdale Mayfield. Folly Lane at home to Portico Vine. West Hart and Lions play Ulverston. And finally in Division 3 of the under-16s, Carrieshead Rhinos are at home to Wigan St. Jude's. And Crossfields play Berry Broncos. Well, finally this week, it's Challenge Cup action and the 1895 Cup. I'm recording this a bit late this week, so there's already been a match. The match between Hull FC and Catalan Dragons was played last night. I'm recording this on Friday. Hull FC got through there in the semi-finals. I think it was 51 points to 8 they won, so a big win for Hull FC. The rest of the fixtures tonight, Friday night, Hull Kingston Rovers play Warrington Wolves. On Saturday, the 1st of June, St. Helens play Wakefield Trinity. On Sunday, it's Bradford Bulls against Halifax. Both those games are on BBC television. And the 1895 Cup, don't forget this cup, gets you to Wembley as well. The fixtures for this are as follows. It's round two on Sunday. Batley Bulldogs play Rochdale Hornets. Dewsbury Rams play Swinton Lions. Lee Centurions play Workington Town. Oldham play Doncaster. York City Knights are at home to Newcastle Thunder. And there's some games on Wednesday, the 5th of June as well. All 8 o'clock kickoffs. It's Barrow Raiders against Bradford Bulls. Halifax against Sheffield Eagles and Widnes Vikings against Featherstone Rovers. So that's all I've got for you on the amateur report this week. No game for Salford, so I shall see you at the KCOM Stadium, I think they call it now in Hull, uh, a week on, a week today, a week on Friday. So take care, see you soon. So uh, that was your amateur report, Paul, and there's no match to preview this week, which is a bit of a disappointment. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be watching the the Challenge Cup this week. I've not got Sky Sports anymore, so we're recording this Friday night. I've just had a look. I've just got a text message off uh, off my friend James yeah. Oskison and Warrington have beaten Hulkingston Rovers, so Warrington are through to the semi-finals. So uh, I'll see the highlights of that. But I'm hoping to watch the two BBC games over the weekend. It's Halifax and Bradford and St Helens and Wakefield. I think it's the one tomorrow. So uh, so far, Hull and uh, Warrington are through. So it's going to be exciting. The cup's really exciting. It's just a shame we're not in it. You know, it could have been us tonight playing Warrington at the AJ Bell. So um, I don't know. I always look at that. You know, when we get knocked out of the cup, you always look at who the side knocks you out, who they draw. Don't you think? Oh, we'd have beat that in the next round. So no disappointing. But I'll enjoy them games this weekend anyway. And there's plenty of other action as well. It's 1895 Cup this week as well. And all the Championship sides and League One sides are playing, and that's so there's still plenty of rugby league. And don't forget, I've just. If you listen to the pod now, you'll have heard all the amateur games. There's plenty of them going on Saturday tomorrow, and there's plenty of under 16s and under 18s on Sunday as well. Do you want me to spoil the 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 Hulkington Rovers Warrington game for you, Paul? Because no, I know the score. No, mate. Well, what I'm saying is, uh, I think Warrington went down to 11 men at one one point. Right, right. We couldn't get over the line. Then Warrington scored and then raced off into a bit of a lead, but then Hulkington Rovers kind of fought back. Right, yeah, so I've just been, I've just noticed it on my phone, popped up on my phone, I'll read that in a second, yeah. Yeah. Sounds a good game, doesn't it? Yeah, it sounds like a good game, I was watching it on Twitter, I wasn't watching it in real life, but, uh, yeah, it's Challenge Cup, another year of waiting for us, uh, but an opportunity for players to, you know, train a bit and, and refocus themselves, ready for the, uh, the challenges that lay ahead. Who do you fancy in the Challenge Cup then, who do you think is going to get tomorrow, it's Bradford and... 
Halifax is it this week? I think that's the Sunday game. And Saint, is that a straightforward Saint Helens win? Do you think? Yeah, I think Bradford will beat Halifax, and Saint Helens in against who? Wakefield. At Saints. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say Saints. Wakefield are roughly side, don't they? I mean, they lost to London a few weeks ago. But if you look at their team, you know, copies there now, isn't it? They've got Junior Sowers. I don't know whether Junior Sowers will be playing because I was having this chat with my dad tonight. Has Junior didn't play in the Challenge Cup for us, did they? No. So, well, but did he miss the deadline? I'm not no, too sure that he missed the, the deadline. So. I thought he'd been up playing against Rochdale. I can't remember now, mate, to be honest with you. He might, he possibly, because he did play a game, didn't he? I think, I think you might be right. I think, I'm sure he played against Rochdale, so mm. he won't be playing. But when you look at their squad, Wakefield, they've got some good players, haven't they? So, uh, you know, that, that could be a, a tricky tie tomorrow. I hope they do well, Wakefield, because they're a bit like us, aren't they? I mean, if you go through all the sides in Super League, we got to like Wembley in 69. Um, everyone else has been since then, but Wakefield... Haven't been there since sort of 1979, so it's 40 years since they've been there. So they're not quite as bad as us, 50 years, but not far behind us. So uh, it'd be nice for a, for a new team to, to get to Wembley if Wakefield could get there. Yeah, that's the FIFA Lint Tossel Magic Weekend. Yeah, he did, and he's he's a real talisman for them. Really, real goal for really exciting forward for FIFA. Yeah, so. Um, so you'll have to see how they go. And St. Helens look like they're on full form. I've just watched their highlights. They had everybody back, didn't they, playing for him? Uh, Rob, Robu was back. And um, Nakwama, the centre, he, he looks excellent in when I've seen him this season. They look really good against Casper with some of the tries they scored. So if they're in that sort of mood, St. Helens, they take some stopping, don't they? So, you know, if I, had a, if I was a betting man, I'd, uh, I'd be going for uh, St. Helens to win that tomorrow. You're, you're not a betting man, Paul. You've lost your, you've lost your kitty now. No, I'm a waller. <laughs> <laughs> I should have took the money. <laughs> yeah, you should have took the money. I said that to you at the time, then you should have banned it. Oh, no. oh, no. He who dares wins, though. This is true. This is true. This is true. But you didn't, you didn't win. Oh, no. So, one of them. <laughs> <laughs> right, so that's, uh, that's the end of this week's uh, Devil Detail podcast. Uh, another great show, Paul. Yeah, really enjoyed it, mate. Really enjoyed it. And uh, ready for one next week after our weekend off, and we'll be building up to that big game against Hull. Yeah, big thanks to. Tune this week's uh, Devil in Detail podcast. I've been Rob Parkson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter, at DITD SRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes and Radio Contact. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Radio Contact.